You're okay, Jerry. Yeah, this weather, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth, you couldn't have me all at current power rankings at number four. You have to have them. Definitely have them at number one. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. You have entered Power Drive. In your life. Yeah, two times. That's how good it is. JD. Well, Jer and Shane, the head is so big in that visual that it looks like I had what Scotty Scheffler served up last night, which was a cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, a Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish with a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie and a milk and cookies ice cream. I'll have a little bit of it all, actually. <laughs> I would be happy with that. I noticed uh, Phil Mickelson was like, oh, I can't, I can't be having any of the, uh, the cookie because he's the new Slim, Slim Phil. I saw the interview he did and I, I was just, wow, I was taken aback now. He looked gaunt. He didn't have that kind of tan, that, you know, that rich tan that he would have had. Yeah, that rich people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also wearing, um, obviously, the live stuff. He looked like a guy at a science fiction convention. And it was just a strange, strange uh, interaction. I've been to those conventions. What are you saying, John? Golfers do Comic-Con. <laughs> um, well, 41st out of 48th in Orlando last week. And I just don't feel the love is there for him as much as it was. And I feel that's affecting him. Um, before we get on to the, the golfers, uh, you, you, you've won the Masters, right? And then the next year, the, the moment of pressure comes. What's on your menu? Tortilla soup, you said he had. Is this for us, for me? For you, yeah. What would you do? Uh, I would have, uh, it would have to be very Irish themed. So the drinks, first of all, you'd have to have a keg of Guinness there. You'd have to have maybe Tipperary or Ballygan water. You'd have to have some kind of good Irish whiskey. So you've got to get your drinks, so, you know, that's all the drinks sorted on, on, on the left hand side. On the right hand side, then you'd have to have something like caramelized scallops, something like Irish fish kind of starter. Um, or prawns or something like that or salmon or something like that then for Maine you'd have to be something like Irish beef maybe peppercorn cream brandy sauce maybe roast potatoes something like that maybe some green beans um, I'm partial to a chocolate fondant with vanilla ice cream for dessert um, I'm sure there's like uh, lots of people who'd want like box tea and all these kind of Irish and bacon coddle. cabbage and, say coddle. Uh, batter sausages uh, or you know tato or something like that I don't know but I, I think I'd be going for something quite traditional and Irish yourselves it's a big carvery tater sandwiches as dessert is a good idea yeah, yeah. or a big glass of milk with, with your carvery ice cream with wafer pepper sauce yeah 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 and I, I just think you keep it simple don't you like, you have to be, it has to be Irish if you're from this country you know you have to have some kind of Irish theme to it I think I agree the point the, the Guinness is essential that, that, that's not, not even up for question but you'd be fascinated if Rory or Shane did win this week or Seamus Power what, what, what would they be, would be serving like obviously Seamus Power from Waterford so would we be Blas next year you know mm. um it's a lovely way of asking the question, though, because usually people are asked their death row meal, but it's a less morbid way of thinking <laughs> about it. You know, your master's meal is a bit nicer, do you know? Yeah, it's probably actually, yeah. <clears throat> but it's, right. it's one worth thinking about. Yeah, yeah. anyway. And no doubt we'll get some suggestions in the comments uh, on YouTube. A slight tangent. Mm. Uh, right. Okay, you want the winners. Uh, so, Rory, before we get to kind of talk about the tournament in itself, Rory McIlroy is my headline pick. 
Um, I think I think I picked them the last year, so why would I go against them now? What really encouraged me was I watched the whole press conference yesterday, and I've never seen Rory as relaxed. And who he looked on top of himself yesterday. He's gone to the matches before talking absolute nonsense about juggling and all these books he's been reading. He just looked very, very relaxed. I think he's got two people in his corner now that are helping him: Bob Rotella, the mind guru who helped Patrick Mar- Harrington win a major, and Brad Faxon, the, the putting machine. And he's happy with his driver now. He has what? Like if you're looking at the top 10 and seven of the last nine starts at Augusta National, second last year, should have won it possibly in 2011. Uh, he's playing well, reached the semis of the world match play. I think everything is aligning. Won both tours last year and a 15 to 2 win only uh, with one bookmaker. You can get um, an enhanced win only. He's going to take 20 year of my virtual cash. So he's the headline pick, Rory McIlroy, this week. The other ones I like, um, Xander Schaufler um, from the United States. Is somebody I like um, for twenty-five to one for eighty two. Uh, he's the Olympic champion, four top fifteen finishes this year, won three times uh, last season, top seven finishes in five of six U.S. Open starts, and at the Masters he was second behind Tiger in twenty nineteen, and he was third behind uh, Hideki Matsuyama only a couple of years ago. He's got a strong all-round game. He's got a strong temperament, and you need to be good on your approach shots at Augusta. You need to land the ball in the right spots in the greens. And he's ninth in strokes gained approach this season and twentieth in putting. Very strong all-round player, Xander Schauffele. Um Patrick Cantlay, I'll always put up uh, as, as everybody's going to slag me off about it. But fourth-ranked player in the world, uh, seven each way at eighteen to one, the uh, Fairy Tale of New York price. So Patrick Cantlay um, has got the best Masters record, but nearly uh, won it. Year Woods won at 19. He, he closed at 64, 68. So he can shoot good rounds around the course. Once again, very good at finding the right spots around the course. Second in strokes gained off the tee this season. Fifth in greens regulation. Playing very well. Four top 10 finishes in eight starts. So from an each way perspective, I think Patrick Handley could be right there for his first major. And the outsider then I picked is Justin Rose at 55 to 1 for five each way on Justin. 42 years of age now. Former US Open champion, Olympic champion. Won at Pebble Beach in bad conditions earlier this year. It's going to be rainy, windy this week uh, at Augusta, has the patience and the experience, has got a good caddy on his side at the moment. I think Justin Rose has been second twice at the Masters, could finally break through. Sometimes it's not bad to go with a veteran. So in descending order, Justin Rose, Patrick Cantley, Xander Schaffler with the headline pick this week. I'm going to go for the um, unsexy pick, but I'm going to go for a man. I think it's finally his time, Rory McIlroy. And I actually think the soft conditions this week will really help him because I think Phil Mickelson said yesterday the course is going to play long and it's going to be really more towards the people who can really drive the ball quite a long way. And I think a softened course is where Rory won the US Open at Congressional. I think he's primed to do it this week. He's made the equipment changes, Rory, too, hasn't he? Like he's older style putter. I've heard people say in the shorter driver shaft. Like all the, those sound like little things, I guess, to non-golf fans, but they are fairly significant. But well, he changed his driver and he's at the press conference yesterday said he's very happy now with the way he's hitting the ball. Um, he's just making tweaks. I, I think that, look, I think the big thing for Maury Rackeroy from a challenging perspective will be what's between his ears. Um, but I just do get a sense of more serenity with him than a, in the, over the last 12 months than I would have had. He faced down Patrick Reed in Dubai. I think that was important. Yeah. And won those uh, two big events. Uh, well, two big tours last year. That's a very rare thing to do, you know. I think the Patrick Reed thing was very significant given what happened around Augusta when, you know, he just needed to see off Patrick Reed and he couldn't do it. Yeah, and also getting a subpoena or whatever he was on Christmas Eve uh, from, was it Reed's lawyer? Uh, so there was a degree of, um, you have to finish this off. So I do think, yeah, that was important. Is, hasn't had that many starts this year either, Rory. I think he's coming in quite fresh too. Is, Whereas I think with Scheffler and Ram, Scheffler's had the whole 
uh, he's had to be the host yesterday and you've all this ceremonial stuff to do during the week and Ram has gone off the boil after winning three times earlier this year Would you consider Patrick Reid the, the number one prospect of the live players like he was fourth in Orlando as you say like ran Rory quite close to the Dubai Desert Classic as well so coming into a little bit of form and, and he loves being the, the, the bad guy the villain as well but he, he gets motivation out of trying to prove everybody wrong the only thing about Patrick Reed is it's very hard to just judge how these live guys are going to translate to, to Augusta I think Dustin Johnson will do well because he doesn't give a toss um, Patrick Reed like had what didn't post a top 30 in any of the majors last year uh, three top 10s you say nine masters starts um, second behind Rory but he slipped to 17th of the world ranking that's probably like because he doesn't get any points anymore Nobody be fueled more by the chip in the shoulder than Patrick Reed. Uh, I just don't know how much rust. But remember, like, these guys are playing; they're not playing elite courses anymore, and they're also only playing fifty-four holes. And they're all in these teams that nobody knows any idea of. I was even going on the website yesterday. I was trying to work out what they were doing, and like the website is just so basic. The amount of money that's been put into this thing, and there just seems it doesn't need to be a back end on it. <laughs> there's no kind of back end infrastructure in this whole thing at all this live thing I watched Cameron Smith's press conference and all I saw was one big word that he like it's almost like te- it was just the computer the signals through my computer screen was saying regret regret really regret really regret <laughs> <laughs> wow okay why I just I felt it in his body language maybe I'm wrong but um, did you watch the players well I watched a few holes then I went fishing with my mates um, yeah, it's, it's true to say the fields aren't as strong at Liv. Um, I've got a couple of changes of clothes in case I'm told not to wear the Liv gear by the Masters people. Um, my game is not where it could be. I've just got a sense of, hmm, is there a buyer's remorse here? Yeah. Wilson I, I, Johnson doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's golf, man. I don't care. Nothing, nothing's changed. But I think with with Phil Mickelson and with Cameron Smith, I got a sense of buyer's regret. Right, and from Mickelson, does it come across in just like body language, his demeanor, it's physical change? He's half the man he used to be. Yeah, and it's also looking around, just kind of, kind of just a, a sheepishness. I kind of, I kind of found. Whereas Phil was always about the crowds. Now it might be different. Look, Phil might shoot a good round and. Um, and the crowds are back. Yeah, and he's like doing the the, the, the clapping. But all this like Greg Norman stuff, this is just really, really kind of vulgar about this kind of Ryder Cup style where all the lads will be around the green to jump. And then they ask Cameron Smith that and he goes, what? Nobody told me about it. Mm. So there's just, there's a frat boy vulgarity that I don't think Cameron Smith fits into. I don't actually don't think, even think of Mickelson fits into it. But it's just like they're wearing these silly logos and nobody knows what the hell they are. <laughs> and uh, I just feel it's, uh, look, they're all going to be on their best behaviour because in Augusta, if you do anything, as we all know, if you even run at Augusta as a, as a, as a patron, as, as you have to be called as a fan, you get in trouble. I did not realise that. You can't run. You can't I knew, run. I knew the whole well, thing. Well, you'd be thing, told, but... yeah, yeah, cell phones running, um... You know, my sister went there last year and she she was only allowed like they take your photo in front of the clubhouse but you obviously can't bring your phone around um, yeah it's, it, it, it's their world it's their rules even the, even the even the pairings none of the live guys are in any of the marquee pairings <laughs> so it's just like clever things it's, like, it's, like two, I think two of the live guys are going out with Sandy Lyle you know it's right. not going to be it's going to be taking his time around there you know? yeah, so yeah. it's just it's just funny like the little the little kind of um childish intrigue to the whole thing it's over 20% of the field are, are live golfers and Brooks Kepka was saying the, the other day it would be a huge statement if one of the live golfers were to win uh, he's probably right isn't he um, I think a bigger statement is what's happened yesterday with the European Tour uh, winning their case that independent panel deciding that they can penalise live golfers for um, uh, you know 
playing in tournaments they're not supposed to or whatever are being released to. So what it does effectively, it shuts the door on Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Garcia from the Ryder Cup this year. So that that's more of a thing of a, a door closer on Liv. I think what Liv is, is out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and that's what's going to c- continue to happen. And Smith is the only person who's still kind of relevant to the rankings. Bryson DeChambeau talking about the fact he's not there yesterday. Uh, Woods watched the press conference. Kind of sad. You don't know how many more of these he's going to have. He's talking about having a lot of hardware in his leg. Um, and that he just has been at home trying to replicate visually all the memories of winning at Augusta. So he can try to get around and walk around. I think is is going to be a struggle for him for 72 holes. Just once again admitting he nearly lost his leg and he's almost like pankle to have a leg. So that was just kind of, it was kind of poignant almost. I think we're going to have a lot, of, we're going to hear a lot about the par 5 13th. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's significant. That, that, it's, it, well, as Wood said yesterday, in, in recent years, um, the technology and the athleticism has overpowered almost the 13th as a par 5 and it became a par 4.5. So most players be going for the green uh, over the creek in two. Now it's a decision. Like Rory was talking about having maybe a five iron for a second shot in his practice rounds. So there's a degree of risk and reward, which is the whole point of um, Ray's Creek and, and all of that. So as Wood said, there'll be probably more fours and fives than threes and sevens at the 13th. But it's going to inject a bit more jeopardy into the final round on Sunday, as does 15. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, look, there's a, as Patrick Hantley said, there's always subtle changes to the course. Every single year, they're making little subtle changes to, to, to what, and then you have to suss it out. But I think the weather is going to be a huge thing. They do have sub-air systems to dry out the greens, but if you do get soft conditions, it's going to play quite long. And uh, like a player like Rory, who hits the ball so high, can then maybe like draw the ball into some of these hole locations, land it quite softly, and then have a putt. So look, it's it's absolutely fascinating. From an Irish perspective, we got four in the field. Shane Lowry, uh, when I'm looking at him, well, as he said to Paul Kimmage in the interview the other day, he's only playing maybe three rounds out of four. He's lost his caddy. He's not in the form maybe he was last year when he's tied third. He definitely has the game first. He's got the wedge game. He's got the feel. He's got the ingenuity. Um, but look, um, uh, he doesn't win that often. And I'm thinking just six wins as a pro, Shane Larry, which is interesting. All big ones, though. All big ones, yeah, to yeah. be fair. Um, Seamus Power is also 36, second Masters start, tied 27th last year, has had a couple of victories on the PGA Tour, one in Bermuda in October, one of the better putters and scramblers. But I do think you need about five or six or seven goals generally to be um, like competitive at the Masters. Um, and Matt McLean is the amateur from Belfast, 29-year-old optometrist. Uh, won the US Mid Amateur in Wisconsin last year. His goal is to make the Walker Cup team at St. Andrews this year. So there's plenty of stories. Like a guy like Sahith Tagala could be somebody to watch out. He's a rookie, but no rookie's won in 44 years now mm. at the Masters. So um, John Ram as well, you can't forget. Um, like he's once again channeled by a lot of drive and he can be quite temperamental, but he's definitely got the game and he's a winning machine and he's won a US Open. So. Um, yeah, there was the lovely video of, of Shane Larry yesterday or the day before on his social media of, of in the car driving his dad down Magnolia Lane. His dad's obviously buzzing, Brandon. Um, yeah, or sorry, yeah, Brandon. But like, I, I mean, he'll take confidence from from last year at Augusta. You'd imagine Larry. Like, there's no reason why he can't do it. As you say, he doesn't win that often, but when he does, it's it's fairly significant. Max Homa is a name that, that seems to be cropping up and. Max Holmes playing very well, six top tens and ten starts, tied six of the players, but um, he's yet to break 70 at Augusta. Right. So that's the only thing about him that might be a little bit of a concern. Um, yeah, there's so many. Tony Finau, can he put well enough? Will's out of Taurus, does he put well enough? Victor Hovland, does he chip well enough? Justin Thomas, 
Um, hasn't been red hot in his form. Sam Burns won the match play, but once again, miscut on his debut last year. Colin Marikawa hasn't won since 2021, a brilliant iron player. Cameron Young hasn't won at all. Jordan Spieth, what, what kind of Jordan Spieth version are we going to get this week? You know, a lot, lot, lot of storylines. Mm. Sung Jai Im is definitely a dangerous player. Matt Fitzpatrick, US Open champion, but a bit out of form. Um, Hideki Matsuyama wouldn't rule anybody out from backing him because he's back in uh, form. Fifth of the players, type courses 15 for courses, yeah, in Texas. Yeah. yeah, won a couple of years ago. Jason Day is playing well. All right. Plenty to get your teeth stuck <laughs> into. <laughs> the podcast is coming out in the next hour or two, so you can listen on the Go Loud Network and uh, enjoy. Uh, what's your What's your favourite part of the Masters, Jer? Um, is it the smarmy Jim Nance post interview in Butler Cabin? Oh, Butler Cabin, the creepiest place in the universe. I love the way he says we're in the world. We're broadcasting to the world now. Uh, I, like I, I don't know the the um, around the turn. Yeah, Amen Corner. Yeah, around the turn on on Sunday evening is generally pretty good. The wildlife, the azaleas, the the greenery, the sun, just f- the feeling that I want to be there. The feeling that it's not on planet Earth. I wonder, is that bird music real? I'd say those birds died about a century ago, John. <laughs> like all the people in the can laughter. Right. All right, lads. That's this week's Enjoy. That's this week's episode of Virtual Insanity, a master special. 